0: This is the Bill Kelly Show Podcast.
1: Happy Blitz Day. That's right. It's December the 1st, and it is Blitz Day. Actually, the beginning of Blitz Weekend here at 900 CHML and at the Chorus Radio Center here in the West End of Hamilton, because, of course, our uh, two main partners in this are our, our two sister stations, Y108 and Fresh 95.3. And uh, it's time to rock and roll it here for the uh, CHML Christmas Tree of Hope of the Children's Fund Campaign. Uh, we... Really got the campaign started this year, of course, with the Realtors' auction a couple of weeks ago up at uh, Michelangelo's. A great night that was, and thanks to everybody who participated in that and uh, attended that event. And uh, we're going to talk, actually, with Brian Shaw from the Realtors on the program later on today about uh, what happened that night vis-à-vis the fundraising. They've been our partners for the longest time right now. Also, uh, speaking of corporate partners, we're going to talk with uh, Tori Allen from Pioneer Energy. Uh, they've been on board since day one. The Hogarth family have been incredibly supportive of the uh, Tree of Hope campaign over the many, many years that we've been doing this right now. And uh, lots of other folks that you're going to meet. But as we always try to do here, I want to talk with some of the people that we partner with in distributing the money, the programs, and hope, which is really one of the main endeavors, I think, of the CHRL, Christmas Tree of Hope, and the Children's Fund, is to get I'm sure kids get a Christmas. And there's so many aspects to this. You know, we've talked about The fact that uh, back in 2010, we took over Operation Santa Claus from uh, Jimmy and Susan Lomax, and uh, we did that with great pride, of course, because we understood how important that program was in this community. And we continue to do that through the uh, Children's Fund and the Tree of Hope, and uh, that's why we're collecting toys. Uh, We're going to talk about some of the social service work that we do here in this community with our corporate partners and our uh, social service partners, but at the same time, it's all about making sure the kids can have a Christmas, too. So once again this year, our Radio Center lobby here at Main and Longwood is filling up with toys, and that's fabulous. It's great to see that. And we have some partners that we're going to talk about uh, on the show today and through the weekend about that and how you can contribute to that. And of course, go to the website at 900CHML.com, follow the links to the Children's Fund, and uh, you can learn how to make your donation. I know the old days, we were talking about that a little while ago here in the building, and... uh, uh, bees, I guess this was before the, the internet really was, was you know the, the tool that it is today. And we used to, on Blitz Day, have the phone line set up, and we'd have operators standing by, and it was just a beehive of activity here at the radio station back in those days, with phones ringing all day long and people calling in, making donations, and stopping by, which was always an awful lot of fun. But uh, obviously it's much more convenient to simply do things online right now. And we're going to drive you to that website at 900chml.com anytime this weekend anytime right up until the end of this month as a matter of fact you can make a donation to the children's fund at 900 chml.com and follow the link to uh, help us out to help others to have a great christmas and to have a great style of life as well and uh, that's why we want to talk with our next guest because one of the things that we try to do with the children's fund of course is reach out to you and this community through these partners who provide such great services in our community, and we want to try to help them as much as we can too. And we do that with your donations. And uh, one of those agencies is the Kid Quest Camp. And uh, Greg Sinisak is uh, here from the Winona Gospel Church and Kids Camp, uh, the Kids Quest Camp, brother, uh, to fill us in on this. First of all, thanks for coming in. and Getting up early today.
2: Thanks for being yeah, this
1: here. This has <laughs> got to be a little bit early for you, is it?
2: Uh, yeah, it's a little bit. I'm waking up still, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway, it's it's all for a good cause though, because of the great stuff that's going on here. Uh, talk to us first of all I want to talk about uh, the, the organization first of all maybe give us a bit of an outline as to exactly what Kids Quest is all about
2: sure yeah yeah Kid Quest camp it's a summer camp that runs eight weeks of the summer so it's a day camp we have kids in from the Stony Creek Grimsby East End of Hamilton area and it is a ministry of Winona Gospel Church which started in 2004 uh, At KidQuest Camp we have a ton of fun. Uh, There's about 75-80 kids there a week and then we have a leadership and training program which is for grade 7's to grade 9's and we do everything from the typical games and crafts to archery and pedal carts and we have big indoor games and water fights and everything.
1: Sounds like a blast. It is. I just want to go and be a kid there. Forget about all the other stuff that goes on. And it's been been going on since, what, 2004, you said?
2: Yeah, 2004,
1: yeah. Okay, how long have you been involved in it?
2: This summer will be my eighth summer directing it, yeah.
1: Okay, and how'd you get involved?
2: Well, the previous camp director before me just said, Greg, I think you'd be great at this. (laughs) Oh, you got voluntold. (laughs) Something like that. (laughs) I'm glad I did. But
1: did you know much about it? I guess you were affiliated with it before, weren't you?
2: I just had a general awareness of it, but that would have been actually my first uh, day camp experience. I'd been to overnight camp as a child, but that was my first day camp experience.
1: Why is this so important to the kids?
2: I, uh, I think it's great. I mean, it it gives kids a great time over the summer when kids are looking for something to do. It brings kids together in the Stony Creek community, and I mean, it's we kind of call camp a, a bubble week in one sense, in that. It can it can be so much fun for kids that it's it's one of those weeks where at the end of the week, sadly, it kind of has to be popped. But you can't stay in camp forever. But it is just great for great for spirit and great for their. Heart. So these
1: are all one-week sessions, then. Yep, but we, it's you're running eight weeks, but it's a one-week session per per kid, right?
2: Correct. Yeah, and some kids love it so much they come more than one week.
1: Yeah, yeah. But you know what I find with this, and we found this when we've talked with other organizations doing similar stuff to what you do too. For some of these kids, it's the only chance they get away. Uh, mm-hmm. they, you know, they're, For whatever reason, their parents may not be able to afford it. Or, or, you know, financial situations, there can be all sorts of factors like this. Uh, it gets them out of the house and out of the neighborhood for a little while, and it kind of exposes them to different things.
2: Yep, certainly, yeah. And we have weekly trips, too, that we get to take them on so they get to see animals at zoos and other places, water parks and things like that.
1: How do you decide on a, on a curriculum for these things then? I mean, uh, it's one thing to say, okay, <laughs> you're going to camp, but but you're absolutely right. You know what kids are like, especially in some of those formative ages that you've just described. Uh, they get bored pretty quickly if you don't keep them active and, and keep them with something yeah. fresh going on. So for the, you know, It can't be the same thing every day. By Wednesday, they're, they're saying, I think I'll go home now.
2: Yeah, yeah, we definitely have to put our creative minds to work. We And we have weeks before the summer starts to make, thing, make sure things are fast-paced and they're new, exciting, um, explosive in a safe way, you know what I mean? Um, so that kids definitely don't get bored.
1: But you can't just say, well, here's what we did last year. Let's just roll it out again. Because some of those kids went there last year, and they're going to be looking for a new experience.
2: Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, so I know one of the new things we have this year is we have a giant inflatable maze that we bought. So for our water day activities to add a new dimension to it. And, there's, and we're, always, we're always brainstorming new games, new activities, things to keep it fresh.
1: Where physically? Where is the park?
2: Uh, it's on Glover Road in Stony Creek. So 218 Glover Road, yeah.
1: Okay. And, uh, and these guys are out there every day. Uh, they have to get up bright and early on summer days to go and get <laughs> to the camp when it's their week, right?
2: Yep. Yeah, the official start time is nine a.m., but they're there as early as seven thirty a.m.
1: Yeah, and you get picked up, and they go over there, and then everybody has a full day of activity. And you got to feed them, and you got to keep them active. So it's it's a pretty hectic day for you.
2: Yeah, uh, it it definitely is exciting. I'll say that. Yeah.
1: So talk to us about about what goes on in the park, and, and why this is such a necessary element for for kids uh, and, and the kids' growth uh as 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 citizens it's not just a hey let's go have some fun for a while because i mean kids love to have fun that's that's not a a tough sell to say hey let's go have a good time but there's there's a community element and and a and a, a community building element to to going away as as campers together too you build friendships you build relationships
2: yeah yeah so that, sorry can you, what so, is?
1: Uh, this the, the goals of the camp itself
2: oh the uh well, the goals of the camp, like you said, it is to bring kids together, and we are a Christian camp. So one goal of our camp is to teach kids Christian values. Um, other than that, we uh, we are very big on like on being good role models and mentoring for the children. So we uh, we make sure when we hire staff, we hire staff who want to be there, who want to set a good example, and who who love being there. And then when when kids are having great times at camp, things are going well, we can celebrate with them. And when things aren't going well, whether it's because of something that's happened at home or whether it's because of something that happened with a friend at camp or whatever, we, can, we take the time and we sit with them and we talk with them and we, we, and we teach them, we guide them. So that yeah, we do hope to instill some of those life. So there's, there's
1: almost like a mentorship aspect of the going on. I mean, they, there's somebody they can talk to, somebody they can confide in, somebody they can tell their, their their stories to. What makes them happy? What makes them sad? But what concerns them?
2: Definitely, yeah. It's not like you said. It's not just about having fun. It, that's for sure. It is about helping them grow. Yeah, and
1: and that's an important part of it because I mean, some of the things that may be bothering kids, and we've all heard the stories about about depression and, and anxiety and a number of things that happen right now and I know that maybe we didn't ever think that oh come on the kids only nine or ten years old that doesn't have an impact on them now we know yeah it does things that are going on in life things that are going on in the environment in the family can have an impact on kids and yep. they can't always talk to it, so, with somebody in the homeless uh, situation because that that's maybe where it's going on and they figure well who can I turn to so it's great to develop those relationships and have somebody that you think hey I, I can go and talk to, to somebody about this. You know, I, I, let's go talk to Greg. I think Greg can help us out here or any yeah. of the other counselors that you've got there.
2: Yep, that's for sure. And and actually, I know sometimes we are surprised by some of the things that kids will say that's going on in their lives. And like it, it surprises even us. And But at the same time, it's a joy to be able to be there for them and, and help them through that.
1: So this takes money. Uh, and yeah. Let's face it. I mean, it's great to know that you're doing such great work and that you're ha- giving these kids an opportunity to have some fun and, and like I say, maybe even get out of the neighborhood for a little while for, uh, you know, a change of pace. And that's all wonderful stuff. But maintaining the park, buying facilities, buying equipment for the park, feeding the kids, etc., takes an awful lot of cash. That that means fundraising.
2: Yep, it does. Yet, yeah. and we have we have very generous supporters, and in, including 900 CHML and yeah it has come together so it's been good
1: <laughs> and of course the children's fund reaches out and, and I know that uh, that we've been very proud to be part of this for the last little while Because what we love to do here is is hear about success stories about about kids that have gone through the program and have benefited from the program and you've been there long enough and had enough kids go through that camp over the number of years that you can point to some of these kids and say look at that look you know these guys had a great time and and they're better citizens and they're better students right now that's that's gotta be very gratifying for you and the staff
2: it is. It definitely is, yep.
1: So it's great stuff. And uh, so the camp goes on. Now, I, I just went on the website earlier this morning, and uh, th- th- it says don't apply yet. So I, yeah. I, I was thinking about it because I saw the pictures. <laughs> you some great pictures there, the can- canoeing and lots of other stuff that's going on at this place right now. For who, who goes to the camp? Where do the kids come from?
2: They mainly come from the Stony Creek area, so um, all, all like east of Centennial. And then mm-hmm. west of Fifty Road. Okay. But then there are kids that come from outside of that area too.
1: Well, you're you're an outsider. You're a Binbrook guy initially.
2: Initially, <laughs> yeah. Now, now I'm a Stony Creek guy. You're a Stony Creeker so now, now, so, so you're zone. fine. Yeah. You're
1: fine for that too. Now, how do they apply for it? How do they hear about it? How do they apply?
2: Well, oftentimes it's word of mouth. That's the biggest thing that uh, how camp gets around. Um, and then they just apply by going online. And there's a simple registration form. And as long as we're not full, you're in. <laughs>
1: but it's got to be pressuring i guess for you guys because there's so many people want to get involved in this and there's only so many spaces available right now and only so many weeks in the summer i mean it's 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 one of these things where you know the there's the hue and cry to be part of this right now because word of mouth is and and is maybe the best way to advertise mm-hmm. and and you've got one kid who goes one year and says hey i had a great time and now their friends think, like, hey maybe i should go there the next time
2: yep absolutely yeah and we even have a special time our fridays are bring a friend fridays so Campers are welcome to bring a friend, and there's no cost to the friend.
1: Excellent stuff. All right, now listen. Uh, if they want to get more details about this, is there a web page they can go to to get details
2: about what goes on at the camp? Yep, KidQuestCamp.ca.
1: All right, and all that information is there, yep. and uh, and they're one of our partners, and uh, that's one of the great stories, of course. And we're going to tell you some more of those stories through the course of the morning today, too. About places like Kids Camp and Kids Quest Camp and others that are doing so much great work here in this community too to help kids. To have a better life, not just at Christmas time, but all year long. Greg, congratulations uh, to you and the staff uh, for the great work that you guys are doing at the camp, and thanks so much for coming in today.
2: Thank you, Bill. And
1: Merry
0: Christmas. Thanks, you too. You're listening to The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on AM 900 CHML. It's the Blitz Day special of
1: The Bill Kelly Show, 900 CHML. And uh, this is, of course, our official kickoff Blitz weekend, and uh, lots of activities going on. Uh, downtown Hamilton that we'll take get into a little bit later on in the program. That's always an awful lot of fun for us, though. But right now, I want to introduce you to some of the folks that help us make this such a great show and such a great campaign every year with the CHML Christmas Tree of Hope. And we talked about some folks that are with us year after year after year, and they've always been there for us. And, and one of those are our good friends, the Pinocchio family, who started some years ago with uh, Caleb Pinocchio, and, uh, and Mom, Jessica. Well, uh, Caleb, uh, is uh, well, I'll get into Caleb in a couple of seconds, but little brother Jonah has uh, picked up the mantle and carried on the tradition, and, and Mom is here once again with Jonah. Uh, good to see you again, Jessica. Thanks for coming in today.
3: Good to see you, too.
1: You've got the sniffles, too. Everybody around here has got a cold. Yep. I was feeling sorry for myself, but you know, the whole Finocchio family's been run down with this stuff, I guess, haven't you?
3: Yeah, we just keep passing it to one another.
1: <laughs> uh, kids are wonderful that way, aren't they? <laughs> they Little are. Little germ carriers, you know, one of they get gets everybody in the household gets it anyway. <laughs> How's Caleb doing, first of all? Because I, I, I haven't seen him for a little while.
3: Yep, he's doing great. I think he's probably at home listening to this because it's a PA day. Oh, so good. he said he would listen. Um, how old is he now? He's 15. Wow. He's in grade 10. He's
1: going to be driving you to this pretty soon. <laughs> pretty soon, <laughs> yep. Now, for those that don't know the story of the Finocchio family and, and, <laughs> and how we got to know Caleb many years ago, uh, this was a, a kind of a unique approach you guys took to the CHML Christmas Tree of Hope. Uh, Caleb's birthday is uh, October, right? Yeah. Okay, and uh, like lots of other kids, you have a birthday party for him, and lots of kids come to it. And you invite them neighborhood kids and friends and everything else. But go into the story now because you did something different. Instead of you know, isn't this great? Hey, we have to get a birthday present for Caleb. You put something different on that party, didn't you?
3: Yep. So Caleb and I talked about how he is very fortunate. He has lots of presents. He has lots of um, toys, as it is, and so. We wanted to invite his whole class and I said that's going to mean a lot of presents and so we talked about it and decided that maybe donating what he gets to a charity would be the best option and so I let him pick that he wanted to help kids um, and so I searched for different charities that did that and we found the Christmas tree of hope and so when we sent out his invites for his birthday party we asked for no presents for Caleb and instead to bring monetary donations for the Christmas tree of hope.
1: And uh, that first year was an incredible success. You, you brought us a, a big pile of money uh, yep. because they bring cash, and uh, and you guys dropped it off. And, uh, and then, of course, you told us this story, and, and I remember sitting in here with uh, Ron Foxcroft, who was the honorary chair of the, ca- of the campaign that year, and you guys invited us to the birthday party. We did. So we thought this is kind of cool, and we uh, Ron and I went on a Saturday afternoon uh, out to a uh, little goobers, which is right out by Stony Creek Furniture. Yeah, and uh, it was crazy. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot of fun. There had to be a thousand. Ki- it seemed like a thousand kids <laughs> running around there. It just seemed every time you turned around. But it was a f- kind of a fun place, and everybody seemed to have a blast.
3: Yeah, it was great. Uh, we always had a great turnout every year. So
1: and and the money just keeps on rolling in. Now, as you mentioned, Caleb's older now. He's fifteen years of yeah. age. Um, and, and Jonah, his little brother, has taken over the case now for the last little while. When's Jonah's birthday?
3: When's your birthday, Jonah? July.
1: July. Okay. And how old are you now, Jonah? Six. Okay. This is, by the way, this is nice of him to talk because you've been off sick for a while too, haven't you? You had a cold, huh? don't you? Yeah. You feeling better now? Yeah. Good. Good. So when you had a birthday, did you have, where was the birthday party this year? Do you remember where where the party was? Maybe, was, maybe mom can help. It
3: was Amazing Adventures Playland on Hamilton Mountain because okay. Little neighbors in Stony Creek is closed. Yeah, now, so, I know. Yeah. yeah,
1: There's a lot of development going on out yeah. there. And that means changes yeah. and everything else. So what's this place like? What was the party like? Did you have lots of things to do and lots of things to play on? Yeah. And uh, lots of your friends and family were there? Yeah. Yeah. And what did you guys have to eat at the birthday party? Cake. Of course. I bet you had pizza. Did you have pizza too?
3: I think it was it was an early morning birthday party, so we didn't have pizza. Just the
1: cake, then. <laughs> yeah.
3: Okay. Cake and fruit and veggies.
1: Uh huh. And you did the same thing that your brother Caleb did. You said bring us some money for the uh, tree of hope, right?
3: Yeah, I did.
1: Okay, and and uh, so how did that turn out, Mom?
3: It was great. Um, Everybody really loves getting these invitations and seeing that we're asking for donations instead of presents for him. Um, And so you got money together. And how much did you get, Jonah?
4: 300.
1: Wow. That's fabulous. That's fabulous. Now, do you know where that money's going to go? Do you know what we're going to do with that money? Yeah. What what are we going to do?
0: Help kids.
1: That's right. We're going to use that money to make sure that other kids that maybe don't have Christmas presents, uh, we're going to make sure that they do get Christmas presents. And and they can have a good time on Christmas morning. Because you know, when you wake up on Christmas morning, you know that there's going to be presents under the tree for you and Caleb, right? And Mom and Dad and everyone else, right? And
3: Brother Noah. And there's Noah, too?
1: <laughs> so there are going to be lots of presents. But you know, because you and Mom have talked about this, haven't you, that sometimes sometimes the kids just don't have Christmas and there's no presents for them and that's sad isn't it yeah Yeah. I know well you're gonna make sure that some of those kids do have a Christmas gift three hundred dollars that's incredible truly incredible Uh, you guys are fabulous you really are sensational it's such an honor and such a pleasure to have you guys with us every year to talk about this as well Uh, and and of course you got another birthday coming up and the little guy how old's the little one now
3: so it's he's the little one, okay, um, and I have a middle one, Noah, who is nine. Okay. So and he donates his money to the SPCA every year too.
1: Now, if I remember correctly, Caleb was getting musical at, at some point, wasn't he?
3: He was. He's not. He's not he, interested. He gave that, in that, that up. That, yeah, he gave that up.
1: Okay. All right. So well, that happens with kids. Yeah. But he was. It was a drummer.
3: Yes, he was. Yeah. Jonah's a dancer.
1: Really? Are you taking dancing lessons? Yeah. Do you like it? Yeah, <laughs> You're kind of shaking your head. Yeah, sort of.
3: He's thinking about different options at this point. Uh,
1: well, that's good, <laughs> as long as you keep your options open. Caleb, listen, uh, you and because and, uh, I know you're listening at home, you started all this, and, and we owe you a huge debt for all the great work that you're doing. And the fact that Jonah and the rest of the family are carrying on this tradition means an awful lot to us. It means an awful lot to the people of the community as well. So to the... To Caleb and to Jonah and Noah and, and the whole Pinocchio family, uh, thanks so much for the great work that you do and the great support you show us uh, every year for this. It's really appreciated.
3: It's a pleasure.
1: All right. no Jonah, you have a Merry Christmas, okay? Okay. All right, and thanks for coming today.
0: You're welcome.
1: You're not going back to school now, are you? No. No, you're going to take the rest of the day <laughs> it's off. It's a
3: PA day today. Oh, okay, so.
1: <laughs> okay, because this has been exhausting. I think you should get the rest of the day off. What Just are we
3: going to do today? Get our Christmas tree.
1: Great idea. That sounds like a lot of fun. All right. Well, you guys have a great time doing that, okay? Okay, thanks. Bye, Jonah. Jessica, thank you so much for coming in today. You're welcome. $300 donation. There you go. There's somebody who said, no, no, I don't need presents. Bring money and we'll donate it to the CHML Christmas Tree
0: of Hope. You're listening to The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on AM 900 CHML.
1: One of those is uh, a great tradition here in this city. Of course, it's the breakfast uh, breakfast with Santa program, and Susan Lamache is here uh, to uh, talk to us a little bit about this. You're just getting over a cold, too, aren't you?
5: Three weeks, I oh had
1: it. Goodness. Oh my goodness, boy! I, everybody in town. It's the time of year, I guess, because it gets mild and then it's cold, and then you don't know what to dress or how what to wear or anything else. But you <laughs> look great. <laughs> and you sound fine. I feel a lot better. There you go. There you go. Talk to us a little bit about the program for those who may not know it.
5: So the Breakfast is an organization that was made up originally of family, friends, and volunteers, actually still is. Um, the goal was to offer an a, a extravagant event for the kids and their family. So they get to choose what they want from Santa. Uh, we get the lists and try and fulfill their wishes.
1: How long is this going, this has been this been going on?
5: Our twenty-six year.
1: Wow, wow! And how long you've been involved in this?
5: Twenty-six years.
1: What? Wow. <laughs> really? Yes. Talk to us about the evolution of this program over those twenty-six years. How's it changed?
5: Well, when I started it, it was kind of just me, and <laughs> <laughs> and twenty-five. So you have a clear memory tw- of it,
2: then. <laughs> I did. Twenty-five
5: kids w- was the max, and it w- we probably had about twenty-five dollars to spend on each child. So as, as we've more than tripled in, si- in size and our budget sometimes is limitless if we get a sale, but the it's multiplied about seven times in what we can spend on each child now. And it's just, it's just grown so big that all I do is, I'm only in charge of the mon- money. Everybody now, all the volunteers and that, they all know their jobs. They all know what to do. And I'm just.
1: It's get out of the way, Suzanne. It's get out of the way. <laughs> what a great feeling that must be. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> As opposed to back in those early days when it was you were the volunteers. <laughs> yeah,
5: yeah, yeah. It's changed a lot.
1: Uh, that's great to see. But, you know, success breeds success, and everybody wants to be part of such a fabulous organization. And that's what you guys have become uh how do how do the kids apply how do you get involved and who's going to be a part of the program
5: so we get the families from good shepherd Mm -hmm. so all along the journey we were with different organizations and with good shepherd now we've been with many many years and and they're like extremely important to us just because of how they help organize for us take care of all the the getting the families, make sure they're getting get, that they get there, helping us some sometimes with translation issues. They're just really supportive, and we've stuck with them.
1: Well, one of the great things about having a partner like Good Shepherd, though, of course, is because they're out in the community all the time. They they know who's out there. They know who's in need. They they can put you in touch. Say, hey, we've got a list, and they've checked it twice. Yes, uh, with vis a vis Santa. Uh, so that's that's fine to be able to do that. It saves a lot of legwork with you guys.
5: For sure, for sure. It helps us a great deal. And and they do give us the families that are most in need.
1: Absolutely. And and it's another extension, I think, of the great partnership that, uh, that forms here with the Good Shepherd and with, with you guys as well. And, of course, the Good Shepherd have been doing this for years in this community with the, the Christmas dinner that they have annually and the gifts that they give away even then. And uh, and it, it's 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 gratifying to see it's this is the essence of really what Christmas is supposed to be, isn't it? What you guys are doing?
5: Well, we we like to think so. I mean, when all is said and done, it's like um, I don't know. It's a special time when you actually go there.
1: But it but it's all about you know. Here's some people who. Who you know have had hard times for a variety of reasons. Um, you know, you don't judge. You just uh, things have happened to this family or to these individuals, and uh, they're they're having some rough times right now. Uh, but that doesn't mean that they shouldn't get Christmas. That doesn't mean that they shouldn't share in some of the joy of the season. And you guys, you guys really put an, an effort into making sure that that happens for them.
5: Well, we'd like to, we just like to give them a day that is like um, without stress, that they have nothing to think about that day and they don't have to worry about getting their kids what their kids have actually asked for.
1: You mentioned the volunteers. Can you put a number on that? I mean from the days when it was Suzanne was was the team?
5: Um just there's just so many. So we have a wrap night. There's people that just commit to the wrap night. We on breakfast, we have I don't know, we must have probably 100 over 150 volunteers. And for many, all uh, different given
6: things.
1: And for the breakfast itself, how many kids are actually served? how many families you, How many seventy seventy
5: five 75 kids attend okay. the breakfast?
1: All right. And and volunteers outside you have a wrapping team?
5: We we have a wrapping team. Can I get their names? <laughs> <laughs> Some of them are like pretty good. I
1: just you know, I've been doing this all my life, Suzanne. I have not <laughs> nailed this yet. I'm not good at wrapping, okay? Thank God our daughters are fabulous at it and they say, "Dad, just give it to me." All right, but, but but that's a gift. It's a talent to be able to do that.
5: For sure it is. And it and it's actually, um, like, it's really important to keep everything together. Like, I don't think that some people have a grasp a confusion that can happen when you have all these gifts together and you're trying to get them exactly to the right family because when Santa calls up the kids, we, like, the kids from the same family to be called up sure, like, yeah. after another, yeah. right? So keeping like everything is organized and making sure everybody gets the right toy, it can be, they do like an amazing job.
1: But the coordination on this, that must be just awesome though. To be able to do that. I mean, you know, okay, the Smith family, you know, the, the Sanchez family, and, and and down the list and make sure they got all the names right and they got the right gift for the right child and everything. That's not happenstance.
5: No, it, it's like we used to have a shop day where we had volunteers for it, and now I um, have my sister and brother-in-law who are retired. And because we can get better deals, than having actually just one shopping day if we have, like, them shopping. So they are like, they save us thousands of dollars just from looking for all the deals. They do all the shopping now. We have someone that stores all our gifts and actually brings them to the event, the, the night of the wrap night. But that those two doing the shopping now have has, has allowed us to actually meet all the, kids wishes because we save so much money
1: okay now how do you how do you do that shopping trip that's got to be an awful lot of fun
5: they spend (coughs) we get the wishes at the end of uh no the middle of november and they're about probably up to three weeks it takes them and then they're uh after the breakfast is over they're done for like two months right
1: (laughs) There's a recuperation period, I'm sure, that has to go on after that.
5: For sure, for sure. I mean,
1: shopping is fun. I get that. But, boy, this, this is intense because you've got a list and you've got a deadline here.
5: Well, and it's and it's nice, too, because gifts change right over the time of what you saw 25 years ago to now. So places like um, Sport Check and there's Best Buy and that, sometimes they'll just take the list because sometimes we'll get, like, a request for for a multiple item, they just take the list and fill it fill it for them, right? Okay, you
1: need 10 of these. You know, instead That's of going right. down the list and saying, uh, oh yeah, you need uh, you know, this iPad or whatever the case might be. That's right. Uh, gifts are a little more expensive now too.
5: Gifts are a little more the, expensive. The, the old
1: idea of a hobby horse or a doll, that, that might have been great 30 years ago, 25 years ago, but
5: and it's like 6, 5 and 6-year-olds and 7-year-olds, what they ask for has changed so significantly since since it was started. Like you know, everybody's into uh, electronics.
1: Well, no kidding, right? No kidding, and and which is why the whole end, of, the the entity of the, of this and and the character of this has changed as well. Uh, we're we're glad to be part of the program and glad to help you guys support this. And and uh, for those that want to support the program, best way to do it is make a donation through us, and we'll make sure that the money flows through to this uh, incredible program, Breakfast with Santa. Uh, if they want to get details about this, is there a web page they
5: can go to? We don't. We don't have a web page. We don't like to spend any money on on certain things. Um, but uh, they can uh, they can reach me at actually at Remax Escarpment. Yeah, I'm a realtor there. Um, my name's Suzanne, and uh, they can reach me there.
1: Listen, you're, you're fabulous, and you, you do great work in the community, and I'm such a, a, a big supporter of this and so glad you got some help on this over the years as well. But it's such a fabulous program, and it does such great work in, in the community. Good luck with this and continued great success with, with the program, Suzanne, and have a Merry Christmas.
5: You too. Thank
1: you. Great to have you with us today.
5: You're
0: listening to The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on AM 900 CHML.
1: But as has become our tradition, of course, what we do on Blitz Day and Blitz Weekend is uh, talk to some of the folks that we partner with to deliver some of the services and help make it a great Christmas season for everybody. One of those... Uh, who's been with us for a long, long time, because she started when she was just a little girl. Right. Uh, it was <laughs> Teenager, Bill. <laughs> uh, exactly. And, and she's uh, always, always been accessible, and, and such a great Canadian and such a great Hamiltonian, too, is Joanne Santucci from Hamilton Food Share. How you been?
7: Oh, I've been wonderful, and thank you so much. It's so nice to be here and say hello and to stop by.
1: I don't remember the last time. I guess it was about a year ago that you actually <laughs> had time to come in here, because every time we call you know. is, well, i got this, i got a meeting, i got to get this done, i got this done, and... <laughs> Uh, you're all over the place. You, I am, but I you, am. I, I hear you slowed down, though. You're only working an eight-day week now. Yeah, that's right. So. Eight days eight a <laughs> week. they got a
7: song about it now.
1: Uh, yeah, that's what uh, right. they had in mind. You talked to John and Paul, Mac- and they said, <laughs> yeah, we, we had Joanne in mind when we wrote that song years ago, too. Uh, Foodshare is, is a, an incredible organization that has grown from... Pretty humble beginnings, really.
7: Really, pr- very humble beginnings, like you know, a broken desk, a broken chair, and a you know, a, a you know, a message machine that <laughs> went took messages, you know. And we've grown so much, but you know, it, it's not the organization itself that's grown. It's really the the goodwill of the people of Hamilton that has allowed it to grow. You know what I mean? It, you just have to look at you know the holiday trade the other night. I think almost fifteen thousand people came out to help their neighbors and watch a show that you didn't have to pay for. You know, and it was so wonderful to be in that park and. Just just feel all the goodwill all the Hamiltonians give every year.
1: Well, we do things well here, oh, and, yeah. and we, we have this propensity, and it's one of the things I'm proud of, of looking after each other. Uh, when somebody's down and out and somebody needs a hand, uh, you can count on Hamiltonians to step up and do something about that, and that's been a tradition for generations now.
7: It really has. And you know, my job, you see the horribleness of what people have to go through that are struggling every day to try to put food on the table. The other side of the coin is you see amazing people who barely have enough for themselves, but are willing to give a little bit more to to someone who who needs it more than them. And there's also people who have, uh, who give out. Like this year alone, we're going to be doing 10,000 hampers. There are 10,000 households that will not be able to celebrate Christmas if it weren't for the people of Hamilton.
1: How do they reach out to you? How do you find out about these people?
7: Well, we have a whole network, the Emergency Food Network. It yeah. has about 12 different food banks, right, and hot meal programs. All of the information is gleaned through that. We also have a uh, a program where people sign up for that, uh, so we make sure that everybody who needs one gets a hamper. So it's through the hard work of the frontline agencies uh, that take that information and deliver those hampers. FoodShare just adds to that the hamper situation. The,
1: uh, the 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 work that you guys do here in this community is 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 awesome, of course, and it goes on all year long. It's not just yeah. a Christmas time endeavor, but there's there's something significant about Christmas time and and trying to get family together and have a a, a meal that you can kind of celebrate. Uh, you know, we were talking uh, just a couple of minutes ago. With uh, Suzanne uh, Leibniz, of course, from uh, the Breakfast the F- Santa program, said, you know what, they deserve a day where they just don't need to worry about stuff.
7: Absolutely. Can you imagine going to bed at Christmas Eve, no tree, no food, no anything the next day? I-, I can't even think about it. And a lot of us grew up pretty poor in the East then, you know what I mean? But there was something there. It's different now. A lot of the poverty hidden. And when it's not hidden, you're aghast when you see the long lineups or, you know, when you see the, dis- you can almost smell the despair, you know what I mean, it's just so deep now. So it's not really opened up. It's really deepened. The poor people are more poor than ever before.
1: Well, and, and there were many of us that, that had those stories. And, and maybe, you know, as kids, Joanne, we became a little bit oblivious to it. I mean, yeah. you know, the Kelly household up in the Central Mountain, I mean, you know, there was, there was I think, about 5,000 kids. But there were seven of us. Uh, And we had some rough times. I mean, when I look back on it now, I mean, I can remember days where it was Christmas Eve at 530 when my dad would go out and get a Christmas tree because oh, uh, yeah. and, and, they figured okay they're probably at a discount now we can do that and exactly. uh, but there were always gifts under the tree I have no idea how they did it
7: I don't either we had 10 children at a little wartime house in the East End yeah. and my father worked at Stalco on the line you know what I mean yeah, my, I, I don't I can, know can how remember my
1: it. dad having you know when he came off the road uh, after doing so much great work there but I mean two or three jobs you know trying to make ends meet and get things on mortgage payments to make and, and you know, know getting gifts for seven kids and that's and, and and there was always a, a Christmas dinner. There was always a Christmas feast, and that was sensational. And the, it was a special day. And really and I, I I say God bless mom and dad, because I don't know how they put up with it. But that was then. This is now, yeah. now people are doing that very same thing, working two or three jobs, yes. trying to make ends meet, and they still can't do it.
7: Because it, it's all about income, right? Uh, without the appropriate income, the living wage of which I'm sure you know all about, uh, without decent jobs, there's two ways out of poverty, a decent job that pays well and a decent education. It's all really around asset building. You take each a- asset you have, you build it, leverage it to the next rung of where it is you want to go in life. Poor people have no assets. They barely have enough to put food on the table. And as and as that stagnates or stays the same, you have housing costs going up, you have food going up, clothes going up, school supplies going up. Everything is escalating except the income. And that therein lies the problem.
1: And and I mean it was a different scenario because if you were lucky enough to get into one of the plants and and that was Back when uh, I'm a little older than you, a lot older than you, Joan. But I mean, Burlington Street was thriving. Then.
7: Thanks, Bill, but I don't think you are. <laughs> I'll take
1: it, though. Take it. Uh, we had the steel mills, we had Firestone, we had mm-hmm. Massey Ferguson, we had Procter & Gamble. There were a lot of great places great that employed places. many, many people down there. And if you were lucky enough to get a shot at one of those jobs, then at least you knew you had a steady income. Yep. That's all changed now. It is. Like, and, and there's a new economy, and that's yes. great. But not everybody has, has been able to be a, a participant in this new economy, not yet. But there's retraining programs. There's people that, that have been laid off after 20, 25 years at a job and have to start looking for something else or get retrained. Uh, and in the meantime, how do you make ends meet? Where do you go? You see this all the time yes. with food share. Uh, people that come and knock on your door and say, look, at, I was fine a year ago. Now I'm not. I don't know where I'm going to go.
7: And it's kind of like they get to the edge and they just fall off. There is there is no transition to where you need to go. I was one of the really lucky ones who had a good job at Stucco. I was one of the first women in the Stucco as well. And th- the job was just phenomenal as far as, you know, I used to be working at retail, you know, selling clothes. And here I got three times the wage working in the in the mills. So these are really big, huge paying jobs. Now it's a knowledge-based economy, real estate, science. What's happening to a lot of people? You look at uh, 10,000 straight wrong at Stelco. It's gone. And we even have my mother's a pensioner. Now that's even being threatened. So it's not even about where do you go to actually make a little extra money, but the stuff that you've already you earned by from your own hard sweat, your your husband or your father did is no longer even available to you now. It's just a it's a different world out there.
1: And they're transitioning. I mean, people are trying to get to get by and they're trying to do what they need to do here and and you like you say it may be retraining, maybe I'm going to have to go back to school, maybe I'm going to have to take courses, i do whatever needs to be done. But in the meantime, well, Christmas is coming up. What are we supposed to do? Mm-hmm. Hey, kids, I'll be good next Christmas, okay? But this Christmas, sorry, you can't do You can't do that to kids.
7: You can't. And you know what? It's the biggest holiday of the year. You know what I mean? And and for someone not to participate just because they don't have enough funds, it's just wrong. And our community knows that. And our community, honest to goodness, I am so happy I live in Hamilton. It is like the best city across Canada. I've been in a lot of places and I've been across this province. Hamilton is it. I will never leave here. It it's like the greatest city ever, people care about their own here, and they really care that someone has a wonderful Christmas because everybody deserves that. Everybody,
1: uh, even in the classic, uh, you know, Christmas Carol Dickens uh, story. Of course, I mean they had to have the feast, they had to have yeah. the, the one dinner. You know, even Bob Cratchit, the the pittance he was being paid. Uh, maybe you have to be a little short on the gifts, but I mean, there are agencies that are helping out with this too. It's incredible though, Joanne, to see the way that agencies like yourself and so many others, and we're going to talk with many of them through the course of the weekend here on CHML work them together and you guys coordinate your activities to make sure that, yes. that this family here who, who's maybe wasn't even on the radar last year but they're need, in need of help right now and you, you, it's almost like the, the team co- just comes down We have down an here. entire network Bill yeah. an entire
7: network that works together we're gonna, we're They are monthly. Work for you guys That's right They meet monthly We make sure there's no duplication We do all of that and because we, we believe that anybody who contributes to the system really we need to get a bank for that buck We're going to stretch that dollar out. It's like a rubber bill for me I just keep stretching it as far as we can every dollar raises five dollars worth of food you know what i mean so what we try to do is, is ensure that the the, the hampers that people are getting are available for everyone who wants it
1: and listen i know that people make donations and, and they'll drop food off and that's wonderful and we've seen that happen over the years uh, and, and that's even changed about the kind of stuff that you'd like to see in donations But to cut right to the quick here, oftentimes maybe the best donation you can make is cash because that way you can make that work a lot more for you. We
7: certainly can, but I always want giving to be personal. Because a lot of people uh, like ourselves didn't have much growing up, and maybe they want to give that food, and I'm I'm so down with that. It has to be meaningful for the person. We can make a dollar stretch a lot further, uh, but I want it to be meaningful for everyone. And if you're going to give a toy, I remember when my son was little, he used to to put his little list together, and the thing he wanted was right at the top. that was the thing we bought and he never knew whether he was actually going to get it for christmas right and that's the one we bought that we gave to a, a charity when he was little and he remembers those times you know what i mean and when you see young people we were at the uh, holiday train and and uh, we were asking why why are you here and one little girl said to me it's because i know there's people in the city that need help so i brought food so they can eat too this is like a little girl who's nine years old. So a lot of the work that we're doing is transcending to the next generation of caring about your neighbor. At that young age, I was absolutely thrilled to have that conversation.
1: But it's incredible. I mean, we just we uh, were talking with the Finocchio family. A little Jonah was in here just a little while ago. There's $300 in cash here. Wow. Uh, and for those that don't know the story, uh, his older brother Caleb started this tradition years ago with the Pinocchio family. Uh, instead of bringing birthday gifts, he said, "No, no, no! Everybody's invited to the party, but you have to bring a donation for the, ter- the tree of hope." And so they've been doing this every year now. Isn't that three three hundred dollars. Sometimes it's a little more, uh, and and it's is all cash. And that's because they want to do something. Kids know about this they stuff. Do. I had
7: a kid walk in with his piggy bank and said, we're going to open it here. We can count it together. I was almost bawling. You know what I mean? Here's this little kid, six years old, saying, I want to make sure at Christmas time another kid can have at least a present and something to eat. Wow. I know. That's uh, pretty amazing stuff.
1: But that's the sort of spirit. And we maybe get kind of get busy with our lives sometimes and yeah. forget about that. But kids get it. They're perceptive. They know what's going on and they know that there's a need. Uh, they see it in their schools. They see it they in do. their classrooms. You know, they know about the classmate that, that, that doesn't have a coat when it's wintertime. And yes. they, they can tell. They talk with each, with each other. So like, they get it.
7: The wonderful thing about children is when you tell them there's a need, you really have to give them an action where they can participate in yeah. making it better. And the food drives are just Absolutely beautiful for that, you know what I mean we had a a school who did a, a five minutes of kindness every day, and they had to practice it every day. It was just It was the most sweetest and meaningful small little project i 've ever seen. It was just amazing.
1: we talk uh, on a pretty consistent basis on this program every day about how crappy things can be in life you know yeah. about idiots in white houses and and, <laughs> and things that are going on and, and terrible policy and and yes. you know bad government decisions. And, and you can get a little cynical. Oh. Uh, you know, I, sometimes sure you it's, it's, it's difficult. I mean, and it happens with us all the time. And, you know, in your everyday life, too, in your own work environment. But this is the time of year that if you ever needed something to kind of restore your faith in human nature to say, you know what, no, there's a lot of good things happening around here. Uh, just yeah. talk to some of the people that are involved in some of these agencies like yourselves and, and so many others. And Good Shepherd and, and the list is endless here in the city. Uh, people that are saying, you know what, this is where we step up and this is where we're going to make it work.
7: You know, I, I truly believe that, and I also believe that, you know, we look at measuring a vibrant community. Everybody has all these little measurements. Oh, we have the gardens. We have to have this. We have to have that. I really measure it by how we treat the most vulnerable people in our community. If we're a community that really cares and really cares about building some equity and lifting everybody's boat who needs that, that, for me, is the measure of the greatest community ever, and that's Hamilton.
1: Well, and, and one of the agencies that does that, of course, is Hamilton Foodshare. Uh, from their humble beginnings, and then of course the place in the North End, and, and now you've you've got this big place out the East End uh, that keeps you going on a full time basis. Uh, but it doesn't happen without a lot of work, a lot of volunteers, a lot of people that say, "Hey, I want to give back," and and everybody contributes in their own way.
7: We have an unbelievable team down at Food Share. Honest to God, you see my face, I'm out there, but there's a whole team behind me just scratching away every day. Every day they do not forget. They do not forget that there are people in need in this community, and that is the thought process through everything they do. Then there's the thousands of volunteers and the donors. And it. You know, when you put it all together, it's just an absolute orchestra. You know what I mean? And they're all singing the same song. Let's get it home. Let's get that hamper home. Let's get somebody in need. Let's help them out.
1: Well, there's so many aspects to this. I mean, there's this gathering their food. That's finding out who's in need, uh, coordinating yes. that, uh, putting the, the packages together, putting the hampers together, and then getting them out there in time.
7: The frontline agencies are just amazing. I work with people, and I, I consider them the heroes, you know what I mean, yeah. every day. They hear the stories. They're the ones who are imprinted by, by the, the inequities of all the systems, you know what I mean? They're the ones actually actually extending that support to them. So the frontline, I really have to take my hat off to them because it's a really tough, tough job. Our job is to help supply that frontline with as much food as possible. Last year, we raised about 2.7 2. million pounds of food and 1.5 million of it was actually fresh and frozen food.
1: Incredible stuff and incredible work that goes on. But listen, uh, the, the great work that Joanne and her staff do t- doesn't happen without your support. And you can help by donating to the CHML Christmas Tree of Hope and make sure that that, that money is there, that funding is there, that food is there for the families to have a great Christmas. Uh, congratulations on all the great stuff that you're doing. It's so good to see you again. Bill, well,
7: you, you, you sh- spread sunshine everywhere you go, and I want to say thank <laughs> you for all the years of service uh, that you've given to this community, and especially bringing awareness to people who go hungry.
1: Well, it's, uh, it's all part of being a Hamilton. Hamiltonian. And uh, that's one of the things, I think, that makes you proud and me proud to to be from the city and to be a part of these programs.
7: All right, Bill, hang on. Merry Christmas.
1: And Merry Christmas (laughs) to you, too. Joanne Santucci from uh, Hamilton Food Share.
0: You're listening to The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on AM 900 CHML.
1: And uh, we couldn't do this without your support, and we can't do this without corporate support. And one of our great corporate sponsors that, that have been with us for such a long time now... And we are so supportive and appreciative of, of course, the Realtors Association of Hamilton and Burlington. And our good friend Brian Shaw from the Realtors is here with us. How are you doing? Merry Christmas. Merry
4: Christmas, Bill. Thank you, you for You guys actually <laughs> started
1: it all. I mean, it's the Realtors Association uh, auction and dinner that uh, that really gets, gets rolling every year, of course. And uh, you and I, I know, talked about this uh, just a couple of days before the auction this year. And it's, it's always an incredible event. Uh, you guys need a little downtime after that to start. To, uh, I guess doing a reassessment and
4: to tear down. But what a night you guys had this year! It was fantastic, and like you said, it's always uh, a great start to the season. And it doesn't really feel like the Christmas season has started yet until we have the, the auction.
1: What I, you know, what I love about this is that the, 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 you guys, the realtors, are the they're, they're Santa's elves. Uh, I mean, seriously, without the outfits, okay? Right. <laughs> None of you look like Will Ferrell, and, and that's a good thing. But but you're the ones that are out there. You're working this thing all the time. You're out there in the community. You're spreading the word about these programs. You're talking about the great work that can be done. Uh, you're talking to your corporate sponsors and the friends you have in the community uh, to make donations. And uh, it's it's like, it's like you have this team that just kind of spreads all out there and said, okay, what have you done today? And they all come back with a,
4: okay, I got this,
1: I got this, and it's it's all part of. what what happens with this auction and dinner?
4: It's so true, and it's it's infectious. And what I actually witnessed this year was so many people, and not just at the event, but ones that couldn't attend the event have contacted me since. And I, I've almost been inundated with... Support for next year's event, which is the big one. It's the 30th anniversary, yeah. uh, so we're pulling out all the stops. Uh, but there, you know, our our corporate sponsor this year, the Costa Group, they were absolutely amazing. They helped volunteer the night of. But I've I've also had so many other realtors and members of the community approach me about being sponsors uh, for next year's event as well. So. That's wonderful
1: the live auction has really taken off in the last few years I mean it's always been a lot of fun but the gifts that you guys and and the stuff that you auction
4: off of this is just incredible well we we try to put together packages that you wouldn't just be able to go out and do yourself uh, so we again we use our network and and our resources and and all the wonderful uh, people in the community that that want to be part of this and and they can donate in their small uh, in their small way, uh, whatever business enterprise that they run, uh, who would like to contribute, and we, we, t- like the whole committee starts in February, and we, we evaluate each package and every single item. So it's not just randomly thrown together. It's a lot of thought goes into this, and we have amazing support from uh, the radio station, from uh, all the full time staff at at the the board for uh, for RAB, uh, and. We just, uh, yeah, try and come up with the most exciting packages possible. Well, so. I
1: mean, for instance, I mean, I've been to other places and they say, okay, we're going to give away a trip to, uh, to to Cuba or something like that, and that's great. Don't get me wrong; those those are fabulous places, and some of the resorts I know are are truly incredible. But but you guys get a little more creative about it, Absol- uh, like like the James Bond package this yeah. year. That's it's it's not just a trip. There's a little more to it.
4: Right, right. Well, yeah, the the trip, the the Costa Rica adventure, of course, that was. Uh, you know, like you said, you, we, anyone can just kind of give away a trip and a two-night stay here or there. But you know, we we try to pull as many other items as possible, like a, a fun rental of a of a 4 x 4 vehicle, and um, and with the James Bond package, like not only do you get a cust- did you get a custom suit uh, by a local uh, Italian designer? Uh, you got got a chance to drive some exotic cars for the day, uh, and with a and and get a beautiful basket of of all the paraphernalia associated with yeah. you know your martinis and, and shaken nuts. Too. Yeah, shaking nuts. Too, absolutely, and it, it was a blast. So uh, people really got excited and and energetic Well, it helps them get into the
1: spirit of it, doesn't it? When you see something like this, because it's not your everyday gift. Uh, the silent auction is always a blast. Uh, we uh, recently moved, as, as you and I have talked about, and we still have stuff in the garage. It's going to take <laughs> another year and a half, I think, to empty that. Up. But we were going through some of the Christmas stuff. Yes. Uh, it's about time to start decorating the new place. And we said, oh, we got that at the auction that year. Remember we got this stuff at the auction? Yeah. and There's the three, the Magi, and we uh, we bought that uh, years ago, I think, at the silent auction. There's always some fascinating stuff, and because it's really sort of the official kickoff of this campaign, but at the same time, a lot of folks look at it as kind of the official kickoff
4: of their Christmas shopping too. Yes, and, and uh, I've, I've had people tell me this, that they've finished their Christmas shopping uh, the, the night of the auction, and they go home with three or four items that they, they won on On the bidding table because it's, you know, again, it's, it's, we package items together that we think would, would, uh, work well. Um, so it's, you're not just getting concert tickets, you're getting, um, you know, a nice like movie package with it. So, or a dinner excursion or something like this to, it's more about experiences, creating experiences instead of just items. One of the things that
1: uh, our our kids were talking about, our our kids, their daughters, they're grown up now. But uh, that we won a few years ago, that we just had a blast was was it was, a, it was a, th- a gift pack from Theater Aquarius, oh, yes. and uh, and it was uh, for Legally Blonde, the production, you know, <laughs> the Off Broadway production that was coming here, and it was box seats at, at Theater Aquarius for this, and, and our two daughters, went, and they, of course they loved the movie of you know, with Reese re- re- uh, Witherspoon, and it became a musical that, that was such a, ba- a smash hit on Broadway, uh, but it was a dinner package and and the show. Okay. Uh, so we, we you know, I, I can't remember even which restaurant we went to downtown, and of course, and then box seats for the show. And it was just incredible. And the girls had a blast because they were ever sitting, they were singing along. And the, the cast were kind of looking up like, you guys want to come down here and do this? Uh, they were having a blast, but what a great night. But again, that's that's outside the box thinking. It's just making a, a great fun evening and putting this, a little bit of this together and a little bit of that together to make just a fabulous prize. And
4: stuff that you don't often see any, anywhere else. No, and it's... Uh like to, to sit around the table at one of our one of our committee meetings, it's it's fascinating. Just to, to even to be a fly on the wall to see uh, all the creative juices flowing and people, you know, thriving on each <laughs> other's energy and coming up with ideas. And oh, I know this person that might be able to uh, contribute this. Like well, we we had a heyday with the food truck package. Uh, to, you know, we've got members on the committee that have contacts with food truck. Uh, owners and and then how can we make this better how can we improve on this so it's always trying to trying to put it one step above from from what we had before
1: but you know Brian I'm not surprised because I know a lot of guys and and women in your profession of course the Realtors Association uh, and and if you look at at who these people are and what they do in the community and they're all very successful in their own endeavor of course in, in in real estate but they're all, all over the community. It's social clubs. It's service clubs in this community. Uh, and, of course, the great work that they do with our Tree of Hope uh, campaign every year. But they're well-connected because they're dedicated to this community. It's not just about buying and selling real estate with these people. It's about being part of the community.
4: No, it's not. And you, and you hit that right on the head, Bill. It's like, what, why, essentially, why do realtors do this? Uh, why has, why did this start in the 80s, and why has it become such a an important event for us? And at at this point in time now, we've raised uh, a million over one million eighty-seven thousand dollars. Wow, which, which makes RAB, the Realtors Association of Hamilton Burlington, the largest contributor to the Children's Fund over over all these years. And li- like you said, like the Realtors and and many of the the fine. Uh, men and women that I that I work with, my colleagues, uh, not just in my own brokerage, Royal Page State, but uh, many of the other surrounding brokerages, uh, we we are part of the community, and you know it's it's our chance to help the community in which you know we we live and work in, uh, and really who else but realtors are, would be better to to know the community that are. You know, footsteps on the ground every day, going into neighborhoods and 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 meeting people and door knocking and all the all the crazy things we do mm-hmm. as as professional marketers, not just uh, realtors. Uh, so it's uh again, it's our we we want to.
1: But I see you guys in, in Rotary clubs and Lions clubs, and you know you're doing the the, the neighborhood barbecues, the community. Yeah. Uh, uh, whatever it is, you know, fundraising for this, that, and the other thing, lobster fests all over the place, Absolutely.
4: and oh, there's the oh no, there's so and so, you guys are there. It's promoting the quality of life in in Hamilton and Burlington, and, and uh, I was just uh, speaking with Joanne, your previous guest, Joanne um, Santucci, uh, yeah, yeah, in the in the green room, uh, and we were just laughing about how, like you said, while well, I was listening to the, to the show on the way into the to the station, and. It's so true, what you said, like hamilton, we're we're such a giving community, and we it, there's so much heart in this community, and it's it's really an honor to be part of such a wonderful team of people that that can do this sort of thing.
1: Well, and for those of us that were raised in the city, and and uh, you know we know the success of of the radio station and the community involvement of chml. and and we've seen some of the pictures on the wall here, if you ever get into the radio center here and have a look around. Uh, one of the great stories that uh, that our, our good friend Bob Bertini used to tell when he was doing the morning show here was about the Winnipeg flood that happened. Uh, this is way, way back in the early 50s, I guess it was. Oh, boy. Uh, and, you know, the Red River overflowed, mm-hmm. as it seems to do all the time now. And it was a tragedy. I mean, it was national news. And CHML got involved in this. And they actually they, they raffled off a house here in Westdale. Uh, and you got, I think it was a house and a car. You could buy oh. raffle tickets. And they and they raised more money, I think, than any other city in the country for Winnipeg. This is a, country, uh, a city that's half a country away. It wasn't for residents here. It was for somebody else who was in need. And and that's the sort of attitude of Hamiltonians. And, and, and it's all been prevalent. We always look at ourselves, I think, Brian, in this place here, and especially at CHML, as kind of a catalyst for this. Right. There's somebody who needs help. Uh, this is a great community that wants to help let's let's see if we can get everybody together okay let's let's give them a vehicle to be able to help them with it and and, and has done such a great job of that all through the years and it really focused I think with the Tree of Hope and the Children's Fund campaign some years ago uh, and it was a natural I think for you guys to partner with us because you guys are already involved in the community looking to say hey how can we make this even stronger and Joanne talked about partnerships and working together in this community too. And it's something that Hamilton's good at
4: yes and, and as Realtors we we are inherently people connectors uh, and I, I I love that like we facilitate deals all the time bring yep. people together uh, I, I was laughing lo- last night at, at an event that uh, with any given transaction you at minimal you would have six people involved uh, the buyer and, and and seller agents and then the uh, usually uh, Two two people on both sides, so that's six personalities coming together to try and come to common ground. And but when you throw in parents, grandparents, aunts, uncles, best friends, co- you know, neighbors, what sometimes you've got 12 people on both sides, and now now you've got you know. Uh, 25 people trying to <laughs> come together on a deal and uh it's it's the same and everybody same has input into exactly it too. exactly but uh, as we no. not know what do you think of this yeah <laughs> we, we are people pleasers and we like to bring people together and and it's wonderful to see a lot of these relationships blossom out of out of the charity auction actually so
1: well let's talk a little bit about this year's auction and we talked about what a fun time everybody had uh, and the great job, by the way, that Michelangelos do every year for that too. They're Fantastic. one of those partners that we always have to reference. And uh, Brenda Campbell and and and, and Paul and uh, and of course uh, everybody who's up there. Sal and all the great staff. Oh well, Sal's
4: to, been wonderful. Yeah,
1: you, you can always count on these guys to just go to the wall for you to do whatever needs to be done, to make this thing happen. So we had a huge turnout uh, at the at the crowd, and I'm always interested in numbers because it comes down to numbers right now. And this yeah. is this was an incredible
4: night for you guys. It, it certainly was. So, Uh, We uh, there's still a a few minor items to be reconciled, but I have been uh, uh, given approval to announce that uh, the charity auction did raise over seventy-three thousand dollars. Wow! That is incredible, just incredible. Yeah, yeah. We we're very happy with that. Those (laughs) numbers. We're ecstatic (laughs) with that (laughs) seventy-three
1: thousand dollars, give or take, uh, which is just incredible. It's it's remarkable what you guys do. And and I know you've already had some discussions as you say about next year's auction because it's a big one. It is. It's an anniversary. anniversary. It's a big 30th. And, uh, and it's going to be bigger and better than ever. And I know we'll talk more about that as we get closer to the date. Brian, thanks again for the great work that you guys do. I know we'll be talking again through the course of the next couple of weeks as as our Children's uh, Christmas Tree of Hope campaign continues here. But we couldn't do this without you guys and the realtors. Thanks so much for the great work and for your dedication to this too.
4: Thank you so much, Bill. I really appreciate that. And thank you for all the support from the radio station. You, you're absolutely fantastic. So. Appreciate that.
1: Uh, Brian Shaw from the uh, Real Estate Association of Hamilton, Berlin, $73,000. Raised in one night at the Realtors' Auction. Just a great story. Merry Christmas (laughs) to you, too.
0: You're listening to The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on AM 900 CHML.
1: One of the other ones that have been with us for such a long time, because they're family to us, are our great friends at Pioneer Energy. And uh, it's always a pleasure to talk with those folks about uh, the great work that they do in the cooperation. And Tori Allen from Pioneer is with us. Merry Christmas. It's good to see you again.
6: Merry Christmas. It's great to be back.
1: Well, it's uh, it's become a tradition to have you pop in here and uh, and talk about the great partnership that we have here with Pioneer Energy and the CHML Christmas to you, Pope, which goes back, I don't know, how many
6: years now? Yeah, we're actually, this year marks our 29th year. Wow. I know. Um, It's a great commitment and partnership uh, to CHML Tree of Hope campaign. Um, Pioneer is very, very proud uh, and committed to to helping families in the Hamilton and surrounding areas during the holiday season. And uh, it's near and dear to all of our hearts.
1: You know, I bumped into uh, my dear friend Tim Hogarth, uh, of course, from Pioneer. The Hogarth family, of course, started the whole Pioneer thing many, many years ago. And, and I've known Tim and, and, and Jeff and the and the family for many years. And, of course, their dad, Murray, uh, was such a, a great Hamiltonian, a great area resident, of course. And I said, how did you guys get this whole thing started? And he says, well, dad was just always one of these guys that was so community-oriented. It was all about family. And and people tend to forget because you see Pioneer everywhere. And this company has grown from a, a little gas station on Upper James just south of Mohawk. That's, that's where this whole thing started all these years ago into this huge, huge company, Pioneer Energy now, that's all over the place. You see it all over Ontario, all over other parts of the country. But it's it's a local success story.
6: It is, and, uh, you know, I'm very proud to work there, and um, I, I think it's important to, to really understand that we understand that Hamilton is where we started, and that was our, our roots and, and made it possible. The Hogarth family, um, you know, they, they did a lot for the community, and that continues, that legacy continues. Always did, continues. yeah. I was doing some quick numbers yesterday, prepping. You're good uh, at crunching numbers. I, well, I, I try. <laughs> um, I was just curious what that 29 years meant, um, and it's uh, $550,000. Wow. So over a half a million dollars in that 29 years. And the program and our, our partnership has evolved over the years. Um, but what's uh, really important is that this will be the fifth year that we are going to do our three cent a liter Day event at local pioneer stations.
1: Now let's talk about that before. Yeah. There's more to the program because yes. it's, it's such a great program. But it, it used to start off. It was a center a leader. Yep. All oh, right. Back in the early days, it was. Mm-hmm. And it, well, that's a novel idea. A cent a leader of every leader that you buy on a particular day. That uh, and we'll get to that day in a second. And that money goes to the children's fund, and that's cute. And and you could have simply said, well, you know, that's the tradition, so we're going to do a cent leader. But the company has grown, times have changed, the need has become greater, and as that's happened, you guys have said, you know what, it's time to ramp it up a little bit, and, and now we're up to three cents a liter. That's phenomenal.
6: Yeah, it's, it's very exciting, and again, it's our fifth year doing that three cents a liter. Um, so I think it's important that we mark down the date. This is yes, important to yes, yes. everyone. We all need gas, we all fill up <laughs> our cars, so let's make it actually mean something. Let's give back. Um, so Wednesday, December 20th. Okay. Okay, that's the important day. Mark your calendars. Tell your spouses. That's the day that we need to fill up.
1: Let the tank run dry on the 19th. Yeah. They're almost dry. <laughs> You got to be able yeah. to pull into the gas station. Yeah,
6: exactly. All right.
1: So get as you, you want to be running on fumes, okay? So you can fill up uh, because what happens on that particular day on Wednesday, December the twentieth, three cents out of every liter that you buy goes to the CHML Children's Fund and the Christmas Tree of Hope campaign. So that's that's the day. Circle it on the calendar right now. Uh, and at any Pioneer location. And by the way, it's not just here in Hamilton and Burlington.
6: No, we've opened up that area. So we have about 18 cities and towns in the Golden Horseshoe. So if you live in one of the following communities, List Wednesday, December 20th is important. So we've got Hamilton. Hamilton. Burlington, Brantford, um, Paris, St. Catharines, Dundas, Niagara Falls, Stony Creek, Grimsby, Dunville, Fruitland, Ancaster, Beamsville, Flamborough, Waterdown, Cayuga, St. George, and Fenwick. So we've really opened that up to really drive um, something power here in partnership with our customers. It is really about you guys. This is a partnership between, you know, that fueling need and being able to give. So Wednesday, December 20th, don't forget.
1: It's always busy at these locations, but that's off, it's for a good cause. So uh, if there's a bit of a lineup, you know, it'll take you 10 seconds. That's not going to be a problem. But it's always the And Pioneer, the convenient locations all over the place right now, no matter where you are.
6: Yeah, and our retailers and the attendants that are at the stations, they get really excited about this day. It means something to them. Um, so you'll definitely be greeted with happy faces. And um, I should also mention that you can make a cash donation at Pioneer stations as well. Yeah,
1: because well, the, the Dropbox Will be there. Yeah. Uh, even if you you know use interact or whatever to buy your gas at the pump, that's fine. That's cool. Uh, by the way, if they do that, the three cents a liter still applies, and they'll because that comes out of the calculation. But it, you know when you go in there to get your lottery ticket or you get a you know whatever you want to get a can of pop or something like that, uh, put some money in the Dropbox too because it's right there by the cash, right?
6: Yeah, and last year in partnership with the three cents a liter day plus the donations, we actually were able to um, raise forty five thousand dollars.
1: Wow, that was so, just incredible! And
6: every year we see that growing, so we're making a difference. It's it's uh, it's a pleasure. It's a pride.
1: Well, you know when I talk. To folks like Joanne Santucci from Food Share, who was with us a little while ago, and and they talk about how they can make a, like a dollar donation turn into a five dollar yeah. donation because so you look at that and figure okay some of that money is going to go to Food Share that's going to help with Christmas hampers so people are going to have Christmas dinner and family together uh, and a nice food hamper for the holidays it's going to go to toys for needy boys and girls that wouldn't ordinarily get this uh, that those dollars stretch I mean they they're they're multifaceted dollars that forty five thousand dollars
6: yeah definitely. So Wednesday, December 20th. I cannot stress that date enough.
1: <laughs> all right. And and we'll obviously be talking about it here on the show over the next couple of weeks as well as we get closer to it. It's going to be just an incredible day. It always is. Uh, and pick your location, all right? I mean, you know, if you're in the east end of the mountain, uh, the one at uh, at Crockett and Upper Gage, and Fat, they just renovated it a couple of years ago. It's okay. fabulous. Uh, I used to go there and there was just two pumps there and it's a huge, fabulous place right now. Uh, my favorite one is the one in Lancaster out near the Egg and I. We go there a lot uh, and that, that's a great location. Always busy there because you got folks coming in off the highway, coming into town, but they always stop at Pioneer because they know that's where the friendly service is. Uh, you know, we go up into the Collingwood area and there's a Pioneer station right there on, on First Avenue. They're everywhere right now. Uh, it's such a huge company. It's a great success story uh, because of their, their development and the growth into Pioneer Energy right now, but the nice thing about this, as I was talking to Tim when I ran into him, Tori, is uh, you guys never forgot your roots. Uh, and, and always remember that this community is where Rory started the whole thing. And, this, there's, he's, and Tim said there's a special love for us for this Hamilton-Burlington area right now because that's where we were raised, that's where this family started, that's where this business started, and we want to give back. And they continue. You guys do this in such a great way.
6: Thank you. We're we're proud to be in partnership. The Tree of Hope is definitely something we can stand behind, and it's, it, it is true to our roots, just like you said.
1: Well, it's a, a big day. Circle it on the calendar, put it in your phone, whatever it is you have to do to remind yourself to do this. Blitz Day, and of course, 3 cents a leader day for Pioneer is going to be on Wednesday, December the 20th, and it starts early in the morning, any time that day, right? Yes, yeah. Okay, it's it's not like a 9-to-5 thing or anything like that. You want to tank up uh, that evening? That's fine, too. It all counts. And uh, we'll run the totals, and our good friends at Pioneer will keep us posted as to what's going to be happening on here. What do you got planned for the holidays?
6: Oh, our calendar's full.
1: <laughs>
6: it seems to, this is the weekend to uh, get Christmas up around the house and uh, a lot of my Christmas shopping's done, thankfully. Way to so, go. So uh, I'll definitely be down at uh, the tree lighting ceremony this evening with my kids. We look forward to it every year. So yeah, that's how we're going to start this weekend. You
1: guys just know how to do it in style, don't you?
6: Uh, We have fun. Uh, But
1: you always have time for community. You always have time for friends. One of the things I always love about stopping in at Pioneer, like I mentioned, the one in Ancaster, we go to the one in Upper James a fair bit, too, if we're going to go into town or maybe over to the mall. Uh, The staff at these places are just so great. They're they're so friendly, so helpful, so so gregarious and and happy all the time, too. It's it's kind of a fun place to hang out and be.
6: Definitely. Like I said before, our retailers, um, our retailers and our customers are definitely what, what Pioneer is about. So, uh, and I know this Wednesday, December 20th, everyone gets geared up for it. They staff up for it, and it's it's an important day. Um, and again, just mentioning the fact that you can make the cash donations all through the month of December, up until December Good 24th. Point.
1: Good point. That's not yes. just on 3Center on Leader Day.
6: Exactly. They're there now. They are there now.
1: And they'll be there right until the end of the month. So make sure you bring some cash in. Uh, if you're going in to get some other stuff there inside the kiosk, inside the, the little store area there at the Pioneer location, make a donation. And I know even on, on three cent a liter day, fill up the gas tank, and, of course, that money is going to be calculated. But go to and make a cash donation too. right? It's all for a very good cause, and you're helping make it a great Christmas for somebody else. Great to see you again.
6: Yes, thank you for thanks having so us much back. Thanks so much for
1: coming in, and thanks again. And please extend our thanks to everybody in the Pioneer family for, for their support and their love. And that's really what it's all about.
6: Thank you. Merry Christmas.
1: And to you too. Tori Allen, of course, from Pioneer Energy.
0: The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on AM 900 CHML.